Hodges puts up the three. Long go. Rebound box. Now head over in this direction. Gone to three. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Cam's Corner. Today, joining me as a freshman forward from Southern New Hampshire University, Aaron Gray. Aaron, thank you for joining me and welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me, man. No problem. I know you're probably, you haven't met me before or, you know, seen me before, but I graduated from Johnston uh, here in Rhode Island in 2020. I'm a Rhode Island native just like yourself. Played basketball my whole life. Grateful to talk to all these Rhode Island natives that are making something out of the career at the college level like yourself, uh, like you have been. Have you ever, like, been interviewed or, like, had, like, a sit down, like, on a podcast before? Yeah, I've had I've had a few. Yeah. yeah, were they all like Rhode Island based, or were they like closer to like where you're at right now? Some Rhode Island based, some you know from New Hampshire, you know some in the Mass area. Yeah, you're from Providence, Rhode Island. What parts of Providence did you grow up in, and uh, where did you find yourself on the court first, as far as like your middle school days? Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm originally from Providence, like from the north, well, the north side of Providence. Um, but uh, really, it started for me. Um, rec basketball over at South Providence Rec Center. That's where it really started. Um, I really didn't grow too much of an interest in basketball. My family, um, uncles, you know, they all played. And, um, you know, it was kind of, it's just a family thing. So, you know, I really, that's the only way I really grew interest from it. But football was honestly my first love, so. So did you play any other sports, like, besides football and basketball, or was it was just those two? My mom put me in everything. She put me in baseball, soccer, basketball, football, you name it, I played it. She was very adamant about just getting out the house and being active and, you know, making new friends and all that. So Exactly. So when did, like, a full passion for, like, basketball, like, really start, you know, playing all those sports uh, growing up? Uh, basketball really didn't start growing on me until about my freshman year of high school. Um, I didn't really grow a love for it until then. Um, like I said, football was my first love. And uh, when I went to – I started off at Paul Cuffey and uh, Paul Cuffey yep. didn't have a football team. So, you know, that, that kind of – Kind of hurt me a lot, you know, letting go of football. It was like basically like the girl next door just moved away from me. So it was hard. So, right. So you said your mom your mom kind of introduced you to like all the sports growing up and stuff like that? Yeah, my mom, um, my uncles, my uh, even my grandfather. You know, that was, uh, my dad, too. He was, you know, they're all big on sports, you know, all big on, you know, just doing something extra than, uh, you know, being outside, doing the wrong thing. So, so when did you um... – like when did you take start taking? So you said high school was when you started taking basketball, like like truly serious. Yeah, that's when that's when I, I didn't have football anymore. So that's when I, you know, I just you know started to take basketball a lot more serious. Like I played AAU, yeah, uh, middle school. Um, but uh, I liked it. You know, it's just something you just play. You know, you having fun with it. But I didn't really go love for it till about my freshman year. Right. So who would you say was would be like your uh, like your biggest influence like through like the whole process like growing up like before you got you know your name out there more. Um. You know, there's a lot of guys. Uh, you know, especially like you know, Ricky Leo. He was a big, big right. influence for me. You know, when you see somebody like that uh, go as far as he did, and you know, still doing the things that he loves to do. You know, Rock Kim Sanders. Um, my cousin Tommy, Tommy Garrick. He was big on you know 
that was probably my closest influence as far as playing basketball. You know, he played at St. Andrews. He played with Michael Carter-Williams. He also played with Ricky Lito as well. So I would always go to the games and, you know, just sitting courtside watching them play and the passion that they had and the love for, love for the game that they had kind of started to grow on me a little bit. And um, I would say that that's really the influence. And then just, you know, going to camps like Camp Arrow. Right. You know, he's, a, he's a big part of um, my uh, my growth, I would say. Corey Wright, another person, big part of my growth. My cousin, Anton, Anton Gray, another big part of my growth. You know, these are just guys that, you know, saw something in me that I didn't really see in myself. And they pushed me along and it's gotten me to where I'm at today. So you've been around like the pro level since you were like a little kid, just watching these guys grow up. Yeah, honestly, um, you know, just being, going to those camps and, you know, being around uh, those kind of guys and, you know, being in workouts with those kind of guys, it just, you have no choice but to. Yeah, exactly. You, you grow a passion just watching them play. Did you have any like uh, family members that were at like those kinds of levels, like, you know, playing like collegiate or? My uncle Tommy, he, uh, he played in the NBA. Uh, uh, he coached URI. He actually played at URI. Yeah, I'm, I don't remember if it was the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight um, that I went to. And um, yeah, my aunt Kyoka, she played at University of Harvard for four years. And wow. I watched her play um, throughout her career. And, you know, basketball is just in my blood, really. Yeah. And Anton, he played at Rick for four years. Um, you know, Hall of Fame, 1,000 point scorer. So that stuff just really sticks with you. Right. So uh, going back to like the camps, you talked about like Camp Arrow and stuff like that. Were there any other camps that you got yourself involved in that kind of helped you like prepare for like uh, middle school and high school and then not like where you are right now? I would say, you know, Camp Arrow. Um, yep. uh, Lamont Thomas had his uh, his camps as well. You know, those those camps that I've always been at. But I think that really they set the foundation for me between, you know, Calvin, uh, Corey, Lamont, my cousin Anton. Even my cousin Duda, like those guys, they set they set the, the foundation for me, and um, that allowed me to branch off and to go to those Elite Seventy Five camps, the Hoop Group camps. Like they set that foundation for me, along with my mom and you know my family and stuff that you know kept me on the right path. But those guys, I would say, they set the foundation for me. Right. So I used I used to actually go to Camp Arrow when I was in like uh, like my freshman year of high school, sophomore year of high school. So I know you know I know Calvin, not obviously not as well as you do, but. Um, you know, I, I played with David Duke and like Cole Swire and all those kind of guys. Obviously don't have like the relation that you do, but what is it like now for you to see them at the level that they're at? Obviously David Duke, he's playing with the Nets. Uh, Cole Swire's at Syracuse. Uh, Sebastian Thomas, he's at URI. Um, Erickson, he's with Bryant. Like, what is it like uh, to see them now and to see like where you're at now, like in that like kind of perspective? Yeah, it's amazing just watching those guys, you know, perform the way they are. You know, especially David came a, came a long way. You know, mm -hmm. he's something like that. I, I look up to as well, you know, as long as, uh, as well with Cole and, you know, Erickson, like those guys, they just grinded. Like that's all it came down to. They just, you know, kept their head down and just grinded. And that just goes to show you, no matter where you're from, like everybody talk about how little Rhode Island is, but no matter where you're from, if you put your head down and you stay on the grind, a lot of things can happen. And I think, think for David, the best thing that has happened for him, you know, People who talk about, you know, going undrafted and stuff, but he's just one of those type of people that when you keep your head down and you just keep on pushing and the opportunity come knocking, you see what happens. Yeah. Right. The opportunity kind of fell right into his lap. I mean, I know COVID and all those kinds of things restricted stuff. 
but it, it opened up the door for him. Now he, he was starting a few games. I don't know. He probably, probably still is starting, um, just making the best impact uh, that he can. I've been trying to get, uh, I've been talking to Calvin a little bit, like on Instagram, trying to like get like uh, David, um, trying to talk to Sebastian, trying to, you know, it's a slow process, but definitely down the line when they're available, they'll probably hopefully come through. But sure. uh, back, you know, guard, regards to you coming back now to the high school level, what led you uh, to choose to play basketball at LaSalle Academy? LaSalle, it was a was a place that when you're from Rhode Island, everybody wanted to play for, you know, LaSalle's and Hendrick Anderson. It was always a dream of mine when I was younger. As I started to grow a love for basketball, just seeing those guys like Calvin, you know, he went he went to LaSalle. Um, our big bro, Dex, Dexter, he went to LaSalle, Damon as well. Those guys that, you know, kind of set, like, paved the way for guys that wanted to go to LaSalle. And, um, yeah, I just, it was just always a dream of mine to always go there. And so when the opportunity came, um, I took just full advantage of it. All right, so you're going in like your freshman year. Did you know any of your, uh, like your teammates? Did you know any students that you went, like when you first walked into the LaSalle, like your first few like days there? Uh, aside from um, my boy Elijah Perry, no. Elijah Perry was one of my closest friends. And um, aside from him, no. You know, we went in there. We both transferred from uh, our charter schools and went into LaSalle together, you know, our sophomore year. And we really didn't know much. You know about the culture of LaSalle. We didn't know much about the culture of the basketball of LaSalle. You know, we was just two guys who was growing love for the game and, you know, coming into a situation where, you know, it was going to take a big opportunity for us to really get going early. So, right. So, um, so you grew up. So, Paul Cuffey is a high school and a middle school, right? Yeah, it's high school and middle school. I didn't go there for middle school. I only went there for um, my freshman year. So, what, what middle school did you go to? I went to uh, Bishop McVinney for sixth grade, and then I finished out uh, seventh and eighth grade at Del Sesto Middle School. And that's in Providence, right? Public school, right in Providence, yeah. Right, so now coming from, so it was you said it was a public school? Yeah. So now, yeah, so coming from like a public school now to like the private school setting, um, how easy it was, well, how easy or hard was it for you to like adjust to one, the system, like in practices and stuff the first couple of days, and two, like the school system itself? Oh, it was very different. Yeah. Um, say um i feel like um public school has a lot of potential when it comes to their students um but i feel like when you go to catholic school you have no choice but to like exceed like you like you have no choice like it's just so hard when you have such kids who are driven around you you know small class settings um teachers and uh, counselors who are really hounding you about really getting your work done and really being successful. So I would say that was the biggest adjustment I had to make um, as far as, you know, being in public school where, you know, they, they encourage it, but they don't, really, they don't really enforce it as much as they probably should. Right. That was, that was probably the biggest adjustment. I would say it was for the better, obviously. Um, but you know, that was just the biggest change I would probably say. So what would you say, like, uh, in regards to, like, basketball, like, first few days of practice and stuff like that? Uh, first few days at uh, South practice was tough, you know, coming from Bo Cuffey. You know, I was – I've grown into becoming one of the leaders of the team as a freshman, whereas I'm going into LaSalle as a sophomore with a bunch of seniors who are on the same mission as you, you know. So yep. when that – when that kind of group comes together, you know, they, they're seniors, you know, it's their, it's their last, it's their last go around. So in practice, practices is, um, from a physical aspect, they're different, you know, 
We're just this. I'm I'm the skinny sophomore coming into practice playing with these these seniors. So um, it was an adjustment at the time. I would say it was a it was an adjustment that took a little bit, but uh, I, I figured it out. So your freshman year, you weren't at LaSalle. You were at a different school. Yeah, I was at Paul Cuffey my freshman year. Paul Cuffey. Did you play ball at Paul Cuffey? Yeah. Yeah, and then you transferred over to LaSalle your sophomore year. So um, once you were in the system at LaSalle, like you said, uh, first couple of days and stuff like that, how long was it before you were named um, a starter? Uh, so I, I the transfer was in was in effect, so I had to sit out nine games. So, you know, it was just – at first it was, it was real hard to really deal with that, sitting down nine games and, you know, still having to practice and still having to be around the team and stuff. You know, that was a little bit of adjustment for me. Um, but – as soon as I came back, I'll probably say probably took maybe a game, maybe a game or two. Coming now from like a, a game aspect as a player, can you remember a game uh, either early on or like you know late in your like LaSalle career um, where that you might have not been like where you were like struggling and you were kind of like in your own head like struggling in all aspects of the game and you couldn't get it going? Yeah, uh, it was a lot of games like that. You know, a lot of games. You know, when you put a lot of pressure on yourself. Um, you know, you're gonna have some games. You're gonna have some mental lapses. Like basketball is a game of emotion. I mean, you're probably gonna, you're gonna go through every emotion possible when you're playing this game. So um, I just had to understand that, and it took me a little while for me to understand that. You know, there's gonna be some highs and some lows, but how you react to them lows is what's gonna make you stay at that high level. So um, it took me a little while, but there was quite a few games where I found myself, you know, in my own head and not really being as locked in as I probably should have been. Can you name one, like, in particular? I'll probably say the Hendrickson game for sure. Um, one of the Hendrickson games, my first Hendrickson game, it was at LaSalle. It was packed, you know, sold out. And my first few shots I'm taking, they're not going through, you know what I mean? And with the crowd and, you know, just the heat of the, heat of the moment, it's kind of hard to – if you get checked out at any given time, it's going to be tough for you to get real back in. So I was just – checked out for the majority of that game, you know, once I realized that my shot wasn't falling. Um, but the the older me would have told the younger me, you know, just to stay locked in and try to figure out another way to impact the game. And, you know, we don't have to be scoring, you know. So right. so you saying that, you know, that's happened like a couple of games. How well had how well has that helped you like going forward now in the rest of your career? I was telling you tremendously. Um, even games now, you know, I've had a couple uh Couple lapses, um, few few bad games, and uh, you know I don't I don't really dwell on it. You know, how I, how I respond to those type of games is what's gonna make me into the player that I want to be. So I just try not to dwell on it too much. I just try to just keep on pushing forward, keep on grinding, and just stay the course. Exactly for sure. And um, so kind of going back like to your like the whole like career at LaSalle. Did you ever win a ring at LaSalle? No. No. So you never won a ring. Wow. I I thought I don't know why I thought you did. So you graduated. You graduated in uh, 2019, right? No, so I went. I spent two years at uh, at LaSalle. So I went from Paul Cuffey my freshman year, LaSalle sophomore junior year. I went to Springfield Commonwealth for a prep school year. Right. Um, and then I finished out at Springfield Commonwealth and I graduated in 2020. So you stayed right. So I, I know you went to the um, Springfield Commonwealth. That was your senior year, and um, you spent another year too, like undergrad year. Yeah. Okay. So. Let me see. So, like I said, taking a look at some, like, highlights, I don't know how tall you were in high school and stuff like that, but I'm guessing, like, still close to, like, uh, the six seven height you're at right now. Um, but being that tall, having that length and that wingspan, how did you develop such a smooth, like, 
consistent jump shot on top of all the athleticism that you bring um, on both ends of the floor? Just time. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of time. You know, um, I'm blessed to have a great trainer in Nick Correa, you know, constantly pushing me, constantly helping me grow mentally, physically, emotionally. So um, it just took time. That's all I really did. It just took time and just consistent work, just trusting my work ethic and just trusting the process. But um, I would just say that that's all it takes is just time. You know, right. I, I, I wasn't really too worried about growing up. You know, I have uncles who's six five and up, grandfather's six seven. So, you know, height just runs in my blood. So I wasn't really too worried about the height. But um, you know, just keep working on my game when I was before I even got the height. And then, you know, as you grow, you just continue to just keep on getting better. Yeah, and having that energy and stuff like that. What what do you feel like the most, I guess, memorable moment uh, you know, all together in your high school experiences from LaSalle, Paul Cuffey and um in uh, Springfield as well? Definitely winning the championship um, at, at Springfield. You know, my first year was very rocky. Um, you know, I really questioned a lot of things my, my first year at prep school. You know, sometimes you ask yourself, is are you really supposed to be here? You know, you didn't win that many games. Um, probably won about nine games out of the 29 or maybe the 30 games that we played. So it was very rough. You know, I've had countless conversations with my mom asking her, this is the right fit. This is something I should really be doing. And, you know, she just used to tell me to stay the course. So my following year, bringing in guys that my coach had brought in at the time, we just gelled so well together, you know, especially with, you know, guys from Providence like Enoch Cheeks, you know, yeah. coming with me. Um, that just helped a lot. And then just building that bond first uh, caused us to really win that championship. So that was probably my most memorable moment. And to this day, I can call every single one of those guys on that ride roster and you know we laugh it up like we just saw each other yesterday so i'll probably say that's the best that's the best experience i've probably had right that's probably why i was confused because i knew you were in a ring in your high school experience but i wasn't sure if it was with LaSalle or with springfield but backtracking a little bit um what made you decide you wanted to go to springfield to finish out your high school career uh just opportunity you know i just knew that you know, i had told my acl going into my junior year and i just knew i needed to get that year back that i missed that time that i missed out on and um, Springfield, when it put in itself, I just took it. You know, it was probably the best opportunity for me at the time. So I'll probably say that, just getting my time back from March on my ACL. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what were the type of teams uh, you guys played that year as far as, like, matchup-wise in comparison to, like, your team's talent? Uh, we played everybody. We played Hargrave uh, Military Academy. We played um, IMG, Brewster. You name it, we played them. You know, my coach was adamant about us going out and playing the best of the best, you know. And I think that over time when you play that kind of level, like that level of competition, you know, you have no choice but to play up, play up to your competition. And that caused us to, you know, when we play good teams that aren't as good as Brewster and stuff like that, it just caused us to not play down our competition, always want to be the best. So that really helped us. So, yeah, as far as like your, you said opportunities, it's just a better opportunity for you. Um, did you did, so you didn't get like were you getting any like college offers like at LaSalle or started kind of more like when you started playing with Springfield? I started more like that that summer, that AAU summer, and going into uh, my first prep school year. That's when the offers started to come rolling in. Um, yeah, I would say mainly AAU that that summer. 
Right. So uh, what kind, do you remember like the kinds of offers you were getting, like what types of like uh, levels they were at, like division wise? Yeah, I had uh, about five, five division one offers. Um, and I can't even count how many division two offers I have, but I had um, five division ones. Um, Bryant, CCSU, Bailey Dickinson, uh, Wagner, UMass Law. So, you know, that was, that was that at the time. And then uh, the D2 started coming in. I had so many, I can't even remember. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So going, yeah, going back a little bit, I keep going back, but um, I like to ask like uh, all like the athletes that come on, what was like the, like your first taste of uh, college basketball, maybe being in like a college arena, like a college atmosphere before you like officially signed or like, you know, committed to uh, SNHU? Uh, like I said, my, my family's always been around, you know, been active in college sports. So right. going to games and, you know, going to URI game, PC games, you know, just the atmosphere. That That's something, that's a feeling that you really can't describe, you know, so. Have you ever played, like, on, a, like, a college court before before committing? Yeah, we uh we played at quite a few. We played at, you know, Springfield College, played at UMass. You know, we played at quite a few schools, you know, that, that give you that college atmosphere. All right, so now after all these offers came in, you have all this experience under your plate. What made you decide you wanted to go to um, SNHU? Uh, just the love that they gave me. Um, you know, I just, I wanted to go to a place where, you know, I was wanted, where I was needed as well. Um, SNHU, you know, they just opened me a welcome arms. They gave me a real family atmosphere. And uh, like I said, like, it's just, it, that's what it comes down to, just having that family atmosphere and really growing with some guys that, you know, that you can relate to. And um, it was just a good opportunity for me. You know, it's not too far from, from home, but also further enough away for me to be my own man. So. No, of course. And now, like, this is your first year going in. You're already the team's leading scorer, about, like, 17 points a game, averaging almost a double-double with seven rebounds. So, like, how does the college – how has the college experience been so far for you? And what is it – what was it like, uh, like I said, like your first few days in? Uh, it was an adjustment for him. Um, you know, just from the – amount of focus you have to keep in practice from start to finish. You know, if the if you have the slightest bit of off body language, you know, you're getting checked on it. Yeah. Uh, and locked in. And just the attention to detail is very crucial, I would say. Um I would say that, you know, getting up for class, um, along with maintaining, you know, classes on top of maintaining practice and travel and, you know, games and stuff, home games and things like that. Um, it was definitely definitely an, an adjustment for me. Um, very different from high school. Right. So, like, now similar to, like, uh, like I mentioned earlier about going into LaSalle, uh, only really knowing one person, like you said, a uh, whole new atmosphere, whole new teammates. So kind of like a similar question from before, how was, how was that those first few days of practice, those first few days of adjusting to, like, the system and the school itself? Uh, it was very different. Um, I would say it was a challenge. In the beginning, you know, you don't know people, um, you don't know people's strengths, you don't know people's weaknesses, so you don't really know what you're really getting yourself into. Um, it's just like starting your first day at school, you know, you just don't know, you know, who who anybody is, you don't know where things are, but uh, it was definitely a challenge. I think from where we were at in September to where we are now, I can honestly say like we've grown so much as a group. Um, and I think we have a better understanding of each other. And I think we're a lot more comfortable. 
Uh, we have a lot, a lot of work to do from now to the second half of the season. But I think with the group of guys that we have, I think we're ready. So definitely, like uh, you know, talking to all these college athletes, like transition has been the number one thing for everybody coming into like a different school and stuff like that. So it's good to hear that. Uh, it was easy. It was easy for you to kind of adjust and to kind of like mesh with your teammates. Um, as far as, you know, like you said, you didn't know any of them. It's just a new atmosphere and stuff like that. Um, but like we were talking last night. I know your next two games coming up uh, are already postponed because of COVID. Um, but your most recent win against uh, Dominican College in New York, 84 to 79, you had 19 points, uh, along with six rebounds, three steals. Take me through, like, your mindset on uh, what it's like going into a college game. How do you prepare for one? Uh, the types of film you have to watch to prep and just, like, your mindset throughout, like, the whole course of the game. Uh, you know, the prep – Prep for a game, you know, Dominican, they were the number one team in the region. Um, so going into that game, it was very, very intense, you know, that, that we could practice was very focused. A lot of people's focused, you know, we had this attention to detail, had to be there. Um, it was through the roof. So we had to really stay locked in for that one. Um, and then driving four hours on the road to go to New York to play them um, in their home environment. It was an adjustment, you know, same day trip, you know, not a hotel. So same day trip, you know, leaving at 9 a.m. and getting up there. Um, and the atmosphere of Dominican, you know, they got some great fans. Um, and it was it was an adjustment. You know, first half, I only had two points. And that's just that she doesn't show. And um, it was it was it was a rough game in the beginning for me. But, you know, my coaches and my teammates they just told me stay the course, you know, and just trust the work that I put in. And, you know, we were able to come out on top, and that was the biggest thing for us. You know, that was a big one for us. What has been, uh, like, throughout this whole season, like, the toughest, like, matchup that you guys have had this season? Would you say, like, Dominican would be the toughest matchup so far? I feel like every game we go into is a tough one. Um, our conference is so competitive. Um, you know, you can lose a game in the last two minutes, in the last minute. You know, we've lost quite a few games, you know, up seven with a minute and a half to go or up five with 30. 35 seconds and we lost, you know, but, you know, you just got to stay locked in for the whole game. So our, our conference is very competitive. I wouldn't really key in on one specific game. Um, I feel like every game we go into is a tough one. Right. And, uh, you know, progressing throughout the season, uh, what have you found that you have to, like, for yourself uh, to improve on, like, the most, like, things maybe, you know, you've been struggling with a little bit or uh, things that you feel like you could work on more to make your game, like, complete? I would probably just say, just putting two halves together. Uh, I, I've probably had about one or two games where I put two complete halves of basketball together. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just the course of it's course of the game. You know, first half. You know, I, I've been struggling in the first half of games, but you know, second half is where I usually pick it up. But I just got to start learning how to put two halves of basketball together. Yeah, for sure. That'll definitely come. You know, like I said, first first year uh, as a college athlete. That's going to come. Uh, throughout the whole experience. But to kind of wrap everything up uh, with this year, uh, with the second half of your freshman year approaching, what are you hoping to accomplish throughout your college career for yourself and for your team as well? Uh, a ring. That's, that's what we're aiming for, man. It's just a ring. Uh, and for as far as we can in March, that's, that's the biggest thing for us. I think that, like I said, we have the group of guys that do it. Um, we have the athleticism. We have the character, you know, to, to get it done. So I, I really think that's what we're really chasing. We're just chasing, chasing the ring the second half and um, just trying to better ourselves mentally, you know, 
throughout this second half, especially with the, so much uncertainty going on. You know, you don't know what what can happen, you know, with COVID going on. So we just challenge to stay as prepared as possible. Right. Every every single college athlete I've talked to is like uh, always mentions a ring. Like the ring is like always like obviously, of course, like the drive for doing all this. You just want to have that experience. And, it, and it's an experience in itself. You know what I mean? You just got to keep, like you said, grinding and pushing forward. And, and it's going to happen for sure. So uh, looking forward at your schedule. Uh, your next game is January 2nd at Stonehill. Hopefully, you know, nothing gets postponed, anything like that. I'm definitely trying to tune in, maybe even make the ride for sure. But uh, that kind of wraps up everything I got going on, Aaron. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to come hop on the podcast with me. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Um, but before I let you go, what were your impressions on the show? How did you like it? And who might you want to see next uh, as a featured guest? I um, mean, yeah, I just think we need stuff like this. Um, we definitely, mm-hmm. Brown definitely need stuff like this. I think that Brown's taking a step in the right direction. You know, I'm starting to see more and more um, guys doing video on high schools and a lot more guys on podcasts like the Roadie Runback and stuff like that. So I think it's very important that you guys are doing something like this. You know, it's definitely good for the culture of Rhode Island. And um, I enjoyed myself, man. I really did. Uh, probably one person I want to see on here, uh, quite a few guys. I mean, Tedrick, Enoch, Tyler. Uh, trying to think. Oh, I don't nobody. Let me see. <laughs> they definitely got to like, try to get in contact for sure. Yeah, like, yeah, trying to get in contact any people. Even like, like I said earlier, David Duke. Like, yeah, it's, sure. it's, it's tough. It's tough, obviously. But I know it's all about who you know. So, but yeah, man, again, Appreciate you coming on, my man, for sure. I'll keep in touch. Uh, Good luck the rest of the season. Uh, Again, appreciate the time, bro. Appreciate you, man.